Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Friday night. I'm turning up. It's lit. What it do out there tonight? The heavy-handed edition. I am your boy, Heavy-Handed Jay. And tonight I have a special guest hailing all the way from Houston, Texas. Uh, you guys might remember this guy. Uh, if you recall our Trump show where we had some Trump debate on whether your, your vote counts and whether Kanye was cooning or not. This guy had a lot to say. I'm going to bring him in. His name's Willa. Willa, you there, player? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I hear you loud and clear, man. Let me uh, spark this up, dog. This do be sweet, man, for a special occasion. Went and got my, my roaches together. <clears throat> now, I do have a sack right here. <clears throat> I don't know what it is. You know, you California guys, y'all got all them fancy names and shit. You know, down here, we just get the <laughs> we just get the packets. <laughs> we get the packets, um, open it up, and distribute. So, you know, about to roll up something. Well, no, about to light it up, man. Glad to be on the show, dog. Yeah, last time, you know, boys are telling me all kinds of stuff, dog. Uh, what, what's your boy's name? Uh, uh, Eugene. 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 Yeah, yeah. Eugene. Big Gene. Yeah. You know, he had. You know, he had a lot to say, man. But had a good time that last, uh, last, last show, man. And uh, glad to be back on, man. To talk some cool. Man, and I think I thank you for joining. But in conclusion to that last show, I think that we had a lot of back and forth on whether our vote counted or not and whether um, like our vote directly counted. And so the, the further research I did, and I don't know if I did a show on it, but our vote does not directly count for the president. Our vote is, it's a third party involved. So we vote for the, like the city or even state. And then they, go to some kind of third party from the, the, the further little research I did. But at the end of the day, I concluded with this. As long as the white folks say it count and it count to them, it's going to count to me. Hey, I feel you. And that's what, I mean, that's what I was explaining. You know, you're voting for somebody that's supposed to vote for you. So, you know, it's just, you could say we don't we don't need to get into all that, but you know you it, you can use words to make it like it doesn't count, but in fact it does count. Now it doesn't like I said it doesn't count one for one. One nigga, my count don't no my vote don't count the same as some other guy's vote. It don't all count evenly, but it counts. No doubt, it counts so. somewhere in there. And so as long as the white folks is out there and trying to do all they can to stop niggas from voting. I'm fucking with it then. You know, that's how I look at it. Yeah, that should let but, you know. Uh, that should open your eyes. Exactly. These niggas doing all kind of shit, cheating and talking about uh, uh, mail trucks then flipped over and balloting and the, the, the electric then went off and the, the IT is down and all that shit. They doing everything not to get your votes casted. So it must, something must, something must count. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah man. So who is this? So we got, so we got um, ESPN Plus on tonight, 
And we have the Zerto Ramirez versus Jesse Hart tonight. So it looks like who we got in the ring right now? Juanma? No, this is Barboza and Lopez. Some uh, some guy up and coming Manny Lopez. He's been getting worked this whole time, but it looks like he's coming back on this guy too. American okay. Hispanics out here fighting. It's been all right fighting. They've been boxing it out. Yeah, I seen Lopez, and then he looked—he looked like Juan Ma real quick. So I'm like, I know that ain't Juan Ma, but um, yeah. So we got the Ramirez, and we got Jesse Hart tonight, man. Let me get a quick, what what you think about that, right quick? Jesse Ramirez, Jesse Hart versus uh, Zerto Ramirez going down tonight. You know, I this is a tough fight for me to uh, to pick. You know, because you know I'm usually going for the black fighter, but. Zordo is the guy that I believe in is the real deal. So I'm not mad if Jesse Hart wins because uh, his first fight, he did look good, but he got, like, dropped. And he, he put on a pretty good fight. Jesse Hart is, isn't. Is, is pretty good. I think it's going to be a good-ass fight. I don't really care who wins. Uh, I think both guys got a little better. I think Zordo is just a little better, and he's got a little more tenacity in him, you know. But we're going to see. So I'm, I'm picking uh, – um, Ramirez to win, but if Hart gets the victory, I'll be just the type. I think it's going to be a good ass fight. Yeah, it'll be a good ass fight. I think both guys got a lot to lose. I think Ramirez is, of course, the house fighter and, you know, the guy that needs to move forward here. So if anything is close, it'll definitely go to Ramirez. But I just don't think Hart has the heart or the class, per se. And I just don't think he has the, the punch to be able to really uh, debtor Ramirez from, you know, just to to take away Ramirez's confidence. So I do predict a good-ass fight also, but I do predict Ramirez by a unanimous decision. But, um, yeah, man, I, I we, we just going to talk a little bit of this or that tonight. But we have – we have the biggest name in boxing going this weekend and it's like nobody knows until it was brought to my attention. I had no idea we had the cash cow in boxing. Now here's how I want to, here's how I want to curve this conversation. Will you know, the prior cash cow, the prior, the prior face of boxing Floyd Mayweather, if were to ever, do something of this magnitude and fight an, an absolute nobody. A guy that people literally have to go YouTube to even see what he looks like. This wouldn't be accepted. It wouldn't be acceptable. And and I just want to start it off with that and just saying how the fuck is Canelo Alvarez fighting this weekend and nobody knows it. And he's fighting a guy that nobody knows. How is this going down? I I, I don't I don't understand it. I'm I'm a bit I don't get it, man. It seems like something's not right here. Well, um, you know the name of our last show was uh, I think Canelo's fighting. Um, that's exactly the the sentiment I had uh, last week. I'm looking through, you know, going through, okay, who's fighting next week? First guy, I see, okay, Ramirez fighting hard. Yeah, I knew I, I knew Ramirez was about to fight was coming up. And, you know, then I see Canelo like, oh, yeah, Canelo's fighting. My guy. Now, I'm a Canelo guy. And that's, and that's what makes it a shame because, you know, Canelo, 
is my favorite fighter in the game. That's the guy that I love to see whoop every fighter that he's been in the ring with, except, except, uh, you know, except the goat. So I love to see that. And, and, um, for it not to be, it's not, you know, he's with the zone. So that's the, that's the question we got to ask. What the hell is the zone doing now? You know, we see the commercials for the zone, right? We see Canelo, you know, we see it. And if I'm not a person that actually listens to the TV all the time, I might have the TV on like it is now. I'm listening to something else, just watching. And, you know, you'll see it. You'll see, you know, the zone. You'll see Canelo. And then at the end, something might pop up, Rocky Field and fight, you know, real quick. So they're not doing a lot of promotion. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, um, is this bad? Is this a bad thing? But, you know, after further, not review, just have to think, I, I haven't even looked into this shit. So just after further thinking about it, you know, who is the other cash cow in the boxing game? It's Anthony Joshua, right? Yeah. He's on the zone. So maybe, you know, maybe since it's bigger in the U.K., you know, Canelo's already fighting in Mexico. I think they got all his fights for free. You know, maybe, maybe this is, maybe we're not really supposed to see it. You know, maybe this isn't really a big deal for the American fan. Maybe it's going to do very good, but, you know, like Joshua shows you, like uh, UK fighters show you, to do good and to make a lot of money in boxing, you don't necessarily need America, right? And Canelo has already. He's really, he's got America. You know, if he has a big fight, Americans will come out and see him. He's got the Mexicans already. Maybe this is just a push for the U.K. Maybe it ain't that big of, you know, maybe that's all it is. So maybe us not seeing it isn't a bad thing, although I do think it's crazy. I, I feel the same way you do. It's like, damn, Canelo, the cat, we, we we don't know he's fighting. When I think about it, niggas don't be knowing when Joshua's fighting down either. It's Where's going down, going in, down? Uh, in Vegas. Ain't it? Shit. No, no, no. Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Because somebody else is fighting. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my man, uh, you know, the real Garcia, Ryan Garcia, is fighting, you know. And I I remember him saying Madison Square Garden, big room. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out the strategic angle here. So. It's not so the first the first thing I thought okay maybe they're fighting in the UK the zone is kind of a UK based promotion or a network per se um, so maybe they're gonna fight in the UK and have a show a Canelo showcase over there but this is Madison Square Garden then to top that off the Mexican contingent isn't really that in New York. So you, one could say Canelo's fan base, his show up at the gate, the people who show up and buy that ticket won't be as strong if it were in Vegas or Staples Center or Texas. So makes no sense there. That's strike two. Um, it's a pay-per-view no one's going to buy. I mean, I don't understand what they're doing strategically, man. You got anything for me? No, I don't. And now that you say it, it is in Madison Square Garden. So, you know, the UK fans watching it, maybe, you know, the zone, you know, maybe the zone isn't just legitimate. You know, they're just starting up. 
I mean, it, it's the zone's fault. If we're not seeing, if it's not being promoted, the promotion is all, it ain't about Canelo. It's about the zone and, um, and, and Golden Boy. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, I, I have no idea. I don't get it. But shit, shit's no, an absolute rip. I don't know, man. People, you know, they they would have gave Mayweather shit about this, but you know, Mayweather could have never gotten away with just pulling some dude out his ass. This is just, you know, Rocky I mean, Fielding, right? Rocky, Rocky Fielding, Birdo. Birdo. That's about the same. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, Birdo yeah, had been a showcase. Yeah, yeah, he showcased like HBO. four years before then. Yeah. When he fought Ortiz, you know, Birdo, he, he could have fought Birdo. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, Ortiz yeah. and Birdo, oh, Birdo has made a solid career and that nobody can take away from him, man. The guy's fought. You know, you, you can't take nothing away from Andre Berto. Did he meet the the projection people had for him in 2010? Nah, he didn't. He didn't make it. But uh, nonetheless, Andre Berto had a solid career. You can't take nothing away from him. But, hey, uh, and Rocky Field is Rocky Field is only lost to the to the top guy in the division, I think, right? So Liam, you know, wasn't it like Liam Smith, right? Ball. No, the Liam brother. Smith? He didn't lose it. No, not Liam. His Caleb Smith, the the undefeated cat from over there. Yeah, he's only got one um, one loss. No, to the, and that's to the main, the number one guy in the division at this time. At this point in time, maybe not the best guy, but the number one guy. So he's not a bum. Now, I mean, he is a UK guy, so he is at the end of the day a bum. But you know, this is a respectable fight. I think. I don't think it's that just because you ain't heard of him and you heard of Berto. I mean, this guy is on the same. This guy's in his prime. Berto was was done, and he fought the Ghost Garcia. I mean, let's not get into this because people are gonna say that I'm hating on I'm hating on Mayweather, and it's not that. I just like to keep it 100 when it goes to his tactics. Of you cannot the be. Goat. I he know is the goat. He is the goat. You but ain't making took, no equivalence. Took, you ain't making no equivalency here, are you, Willa? Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. Oh, man, Why isn't it? See, the thing out of your is, mind. Hey, the thing is, the thing is, all he's doing, Canelo is doing, when when Floyd started making the big, big, big money, what did he do? He started picking and choosing his fights. And that's what, Willa, and that's what Canelo's it. doing. Nobody has heard of Rocky Fielding. How are you doing this? Nobody's heard of Rocky Fielding. I've heard of Rocky Fielding. I saw Rocky Fielding fight. I thought Rocky Fielding was going to be my next uh, UK guy for a second. I forgot who he fought. It was like two two years ago. I just remember seeing him whoop somebody. He was long and lengthy and was whooping somebody's ass. I was like, okay, this might be my new Andy Lee, my new UK guy. And then he fought uh, Taylor Smith and got worse. Really? 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 Hey, hey, Birdo isn't – come on, man. We're talking about Birdo here. I mean, that's about the same thing. We're talking about Robert Garcia – I mean, not Robert Garcia. Uh, is that his name? The Ghost. He fought the Ghost. Robert Guerrero. You know? Robert Guerrero. Guerrero. There we go. Guerrero. Yeah, he fought the Ghost. These are equivalent guys to to Rocky Fielding, man. Oh man, you naming name brand dudes? Robert Guerrero. Name brand American guys. guys, dog. These are 
there's another whole part of the world, dog. Oh, That's what you got to understand. Oh, man, there's does that shit exist? If a fucking tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, did hey, it fall? Anthony Joshua, Anthony Joshua's over there making 25 a pop. That means, guess what? That means there's a lot of, there's, there's other people on the other side, man, a lot of them. And they fuck with boxers. So Rocky Fielding is a name that has, that has some buzz over there, that has a little hype. About the same as Birdo would have over here. Oh, Probably more. Because we, we've seen Birdo like quit and move to bone. I feel like this is, it, it has to be a reach. There's no way Rocky Fielding can be only on reach, par. Only, only thing reach they got is, is, is Rocky Birdo. Fielding got a six-inch reach. Six-inch reach on Canelo. I look now. That's the reach you're talking and look, about. And here's another funny ass aspect to the fight. Now we can talk about Rocky Fielding being on par with names like Victor Ortiz, Robert Guerrero, and Andre Berto, and you can say because yeah. he's from the other side of the water is why I don't think that's on par with those names. I don't think that's why they're not on par. I just think that he's not fighting at that level. But Ooh. another thing. I, I, I want to move on to two more things because we can talk about that shit too long. Why is this fight at 168 pounds? You know, this, because, think about Canelo. Because Canelo's going to go up. See, this this what I mean about Canelo, man. And Canelo's weight fluctuates too much for me, dude. And that and that that fucked up taco meat over there. You know that asada they got. You know this make me think about that asada. Hey, boys, getting out that carne asada, Mysterioso, dog. We don't give a shit about that. Check this out. Check this out. Canelo's trying to go up and win another division, dog. It is what it is. Don't, like I said, don't be surprised if he don't box Caleb Smith after after this and become the uh, the number one guy at another division. You know Canelo what I'm saying? Canelo is not going to 168. He's just, and I hate to be conspiracy, okay. Jay. But he's just doing what he did before he got back serious and got back to his regular division when he went up to fight Chavez. Now, what was that Chavez fight sanctioned at? Wasn't it like 162, 168, something like that? I think it was 65 or something like that. Something crazy. Every time every time he he take a big fight, then he go do this heavy-ass weight in between with some fucking Frankenstein he going to beat on and that it don't really matter. And then he going to trend back. Dog, that's to me. And if you, that's true, um, clear, like patterns of a dude who's who's cycling up, and then cycles down after the benefits are in. You know what I mean? But uh, that that's I a rabbit no hole. Who who no, does do this? You don't care about everybody. It. I mean. No. Two years ago, we was talking about the dude was a small 154. Then he went up there and fought uh, Chavez Jr. at 165. No, you, you, hey, how, how old are you, man? I'm 36. 36, all right. So me and you were about the same age, right? Mm-hmm. When you was 28, did you not start turning into a man? Did you not gain five? 10 pounds here, if you, you know, especially if it, I, I know I, I was, you know, cause I was still working out. So, you know, I turned, you know, I got a little bigger as I got older. So, you know, let's not act like this guy ain't 28 years old. 
Let's not act like this guy's an old man. Let's not act like this guy's an old man out here getting bigger. So, you know, hey. But he probably has a little help, science. It's two thousand. It's two thousand eighteen. About to be nineteen. This is, you know, science is here. Fair enough, man. I'll, I'll get off of it because I didn't want to go there anyway. I want to get here though. So you you talked about how it is in the UK, and you brought up Anthony Joshua. You know, basically saying them guys over there got got, got plenty of competition and they don't need us. Very well could be true. Why in the hell, after this Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight? Is Anthony Joshua all of a sudden on American TV, on first take, looking thirsty, looking thirsty, Willa, and then trying to sit up and take and get on his high horse and then being like, you know, this ain't my swag. I usually don't do this. Why is he thirsty all of a sudden, Willa? Because if you ask me, we had an exciting heavyweight fight without you. Why you want to go over there and run around with Dylan White and well, Takam and whoever the hell is up next? And we just had a big American a fight on American soil, big heavyweight fight that did very well at the gate and did pretty good pay-per-views. Now, Willa, tell me why Anthony Joshua seems like he's thirsty to me because him being on American TV is something we never seen before. Well, because he's a UK brother, and that's, I mean, and that just really sums it up. But, you know, you do, you got to remember, he did have a push um, not too long ago, maybe maybe about one year ago when he did the Breakfast Club. He did that. Him and Wilder did it. I forgot. It was when they first started started the buzz, I think. So he had a push not too long ago where he came over here and he was doing the radio shows. But now... You know, after seeing after being after seeing such a successful event, um, he, he has nothing. You know, he's got I, I, he's got to come to the table. You know, I didn't say they didn't need us to be the best. You know, if you want to be the best and you're getting called out, you you need everybody. I'm just saying to make money. You know, they don't need us over there. You know, they 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 can make a lot of money over there without us. But to be the best, you got to come over here. Or you got to at least fight the best, right? So after getting called out, you know, these guys have a war uh, to the top two, uh, I say, heavyweights in the game. They have a war. Fury calls you out. Everybody's calling you out. You know, after a while, after a while, you just, you got to you gotta step up to the plate. And that's all it is. And, and he also saw that he might be able to, you know, hang with Wilder, you know, at, at 209. If Wilder's winning 209, he might feel like he has a, a chance. So, you know, money talks, well, man. And, it it and seems he, like... And, and the, he lost the, a little leverage. The, the, now, that's what I'm talking about. Because to me, it seems like the timing's a little little fishy. You know, you never wanted to... You, you always downed Wilder for his notoriety. No one knows who he is. You know, uh, he can't get this piece of the pie he you know he asked for too much money is what they said he priced himself out but all of a sudden man i just thought it was like damn well okay aj damn you over here on first take all of a sudden and you calling out wilder he ain't calling out fury that i find interesting also 
Because I've always said that's the more intriguing fight. You know, you ask me, no one wants Tyson Fury to be the heavyweight champion of the world. I don't even care if it's the people who was rooting for him in the fight. Who the hell wants to see Tyson Fury defend the heavyweight title six more times? For what? That's like he's a 300-pound polymalinaji. He's there to be a spoiler, to make shit as little as violent as can be, to decrease the violence in the fight, and to win on points. We don't want that out of the heavyweight division. That's not what we check to the heavyweights for. If that was so, we'd be more interested in guys like Chocolatito, who we were very slow to and finally gave some love to. But now we don't care anymore. So we, we like power, man. Let's just be honest about it. And no one, look, much respect to Tyson Fury, but I don't want him to be my heavyweight champion of the world. Deontay Wilder fits that bill far more in my estimation. Anthony Joshua jumping out of pocket all of a sudden seem a little thirsty to me. You know, it seems like you're trying to bite a piece of this, this momentum that these two guys have built. Now you over here on American soil. Little odd because you always took the the high horse. You know, you, you didn't have to pay these guys no attention. You could simply sit over there, pack out 90000 at Wembley or whatever it is, and take your $20 million home. But he seems to want to call out Deontay Wilder because he says Deontay Wilder, and this is what I'm, I'm, I want to talk about a little bit too. Few people out there saying that lineal bullshit is just mythical, untangible bullshit. That lineal title that Fury claims to have that people want to put some value on. Deontay Wilder, as well as Anthony Joshua, both said, hey, uh, that kind of doesn't exist. So Anthony Joshua said, hey, when I got into boxing, all I knew was the WBC, the WBO, and the WBA. I never heard nothing about no lineal bullshit, so I'm going after the champion. I think that's the bigger fight. Not sure. You know, you always act as me. I've always felt that Deontay Wilder was the guy that neither of the guys wanted to face because it's nothing like getting hit hard. Well, I'm sure you didn't play around with your cousin or the home or somebody got in a fight, whatever it is, and somebody might hit harder than you or hit hard. Ain't nothing like when you're fighting somebody that hit hard because your margin for error is less. Because getting hit hard does something to you psychologically that a guy who's just slippery is different. If I'm coming forward and I got to catch you and I'm I just like, damn, this motherfucker hard to hit. That's a different psychological approach than fighting a guy who hits fucking hard. Your thoughts, my brother, man. What do you think about it, Willa? A lot of stuff. Well, what I will say is, uh, I, I, what, 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 what my main point was going to be is, as far as this guy being a UK brother, you know, the the logical fight that's happening is going to be Wilder versus Fury too. You know what I'm saying? Both of these guys are proud men. Both of these guys, you know, felt they won and they're gonna they're gonna they, that they won the fight, and uh, that's the fight that's going to happen. The reason why he's calling out Wilder now is because he knows it's not going to happen now. Then, after Wilder fights Fury, there's probably going to be some reason why he can't fight Wilder. That's 
the way uh, that's that's probably how it's going to go down, and that's really yeah, that's what I'm saying. That makes sense to me. Yeah, the symptoms. Yeah, that's the symptoms of a UK brother, you know. So, yeah, I mean that's how I see it's going to go down. I mean, like you said, getting hit hard. I don't, you know. I've been hit hard a few times, I think, in my life, but they're usually by like grown ass men or something like that. And you know, I've been folded by a grown man before, but that's about it. After that, and that was when I was young. So after that, I got a a, a freak. Like I just shot to charge up, or somebody tried to hit me. I haven't fought in so long, so I don't even know what would happen now. But you know, I didn't really yeah. shit. But you know, yeah, men are at two oh nine. At 209, Wilder is a freak of nature. You know, this fool said he weighs, you know, I watched the um, Joe, Joe Rogan podcast, um, you know, and just, you know, he, he says he doesn't even know how. You know, he thinks it's like the stress, you know. He had a lot of stress on him that fight. That's why I think in the rematch he's going to knock Fury out. I think, you know, a guy like like uh, Deontay Wilder, just like against um, – the burn. Uh, he didn't really show. I don't, even though he boxed the burn, it didn't really. It seemed like he was a little nervous, and he really, you know, he really wasn't sure about himself until sort of the end. And I think that's what happened this fight. He really wasn't sure, or you know, not sure about himself, but he was just very anxious about the fight, and you know, had a lot, you know, on his shoulders. And I believe he did, and I believe that's the reason why he looked crazy so much out there. He's still gonna look crazy, but. You know, I, the reason why he looked just so crazy and just so ridiculous out there is because, you know, he had a lot on his plate. So, uh, I, I, so I definitely see him knocking his ass out next fight. Uh, Wilder did, you know, I'm down with Wilder. I think, you know, AJ, I, I don't think this fight is really going to happen too soon. And, you know, that's just, again, the symptoms of a UK brother. That's the kind of moves they pull in the boxing game. Okay, now, Willa, look. You on the heavy-handed edition, man, and you keep dropping on us this UK brother. Now you got to like the UK brother. Well, a, a UK brother is a guy, you know, like a any kind of champion. You know, like what happened to Lennox Lewis? Uh, he fought Klitschko, right, and was getting his ass whooped. At, at the end, bloody Klitschko. Then all of a sudden, he didn't want the rematch. Uh, he's out of that. That's the UK. So, he, so he left guys that were fans like myself, a fan of of him, having to defend his. So we had to defend this fool, right? Because it's like, yeah, he was. He did. Uh, you know, he was whooping his ass, but uh, at the beginning, and then he started getting his ass whooped. Klitschko wanted to go, even though he was bloody. He didn't want to stop. You know, he was about to whoop his ass. So you, you know. That he didn't want to defend it, so he didn't want to help us out. He just said, "Fuck it, I'm done." Then you have the other guy, David Hay, right? He fought. I forgot was he fighting Chris Coulter? His foot hurts. He can't fight. All of a sudden, he takes the money. You know, it's, it's just sucker moves. It's just sucker moves that these guys always pull. You know, Kell Brook. He gets his ass whooped. He fakes like he's got, uh, you know, like he's got a broke face. You know, all kinds of this foolery that these UK guys, UK brothers, to be specific, uh, to be specific it's not just UK guys. Uh, it's not the black guys. It's not Amir Khan. It's not, you know, it's not the Muslims. It's not anything. It's the black. It's the UK brothers. 
you know, they try hard to be American brothers, but it's not quite the same. They don't have quite the same heart, and they pull foolery moves all the time. And this is just the case of boxing. And I don't really know too many UK guys personally, so you know, I can be way off with my with my um with my hypothesis. But from what I'm seeing, when it comes down to black guys from the UK in boxing, something suckerish is gonna always happen when they're involved. Damn. That's very profound and prolific. I, I really can't dispute it. I'm trying to dispute it and think of a real nigga from the UK. You know, Eubanks, you thought Eubanks was going to be real. He got whooped by some, who knows? He's getting whooped by, when you're getting whooped by white guys, you can't really be too legit, first of all. That's how I feel. UK guys. So we thought Eubanks was going to get be real. I mean, his dad was real, sort of, but he got whooped by a white guy, right? White guy, I ain't never heard yeah. of that. Damn, I'm trying to think of a trying to think of a real UK nigga, man, but I cannot. Damn, it's hard to do. You know, Lennox Lewis is the it's the it's the top guy, it's the closest guy they got, but he just went out like a sucker to me. Well, I mean, Carl Frotch, he was trill, but I mean, I feel like he he dug groves his Frotch you know, he didn't want no, and he didn't want no Frotch more is Andre Ward. Yeah, but he fought him yeah. one time. He got his ass whooped. You don't want, yeah. I mean, want no more of that smoke. He didn't want no more smoke, you ask me. But, uh, yeah, though, man, I, I can't disagree. I'm going to have to take a deeper dive into that. That's really good, Willa. Willa has really put some definition on a UK brother. Now, none of you motherfuckers try to steal that from Willa, man, because ain't, ain't nobody got that but Willa. That's Willa's shit. So if you hear that going around... We'll have been doing that UK brother shit for at least three years I know of. But um, for sure, though, um, I also, and, and that's a smooth transition, man, into, you know, you were earlier talking about, you know, how Deontay really seemed to not be sure of himself in some way or another. And on that Joe Rogan podcast you mentioned, you sent it to me earlier this week, and I and I clicked on it. You sent me a text, and I'm like, check it out. Clicked on it, and in in this particular um, YouTube video with uh, with Joe Rogan, so you have Deontay Wilder on Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan Experience, I believe the podcast is called. Um, really popular podcast. I didn't know it was so many people was fucking with Joe Rogan like this, but. Rogan got a giant following actually the number one podcast on YouTube on iTunes on anything so shout out to Joe Rogan but um Deontay Wilder was on there and so what you what Willa sent me is a clips of uh you know about a 10 minute 15 minute video of Deontay Wilder uh talking about a lot of things but one of the main things he was talking about is how you know he's seemingly wanting to go back to the drawing board in a lot of facets of his boxing game and how and one thing that really shocked me is how he said you know he he'd been getting away with you know just having power so long he really never had to and I'm like dude layman's like myself in regards to boxing have been saying this for years about you you just now realizing that you need more wrinkles in your game 
Layman's could see that. You you have to fight Tyson Fury, nigga. You 33-34. For for those of you who don't know, Deontay Wilder is not a spring chicken. He's also on this podcast talking about he want to fight 10 years or less. Deontay Wilder is 33-34. I believe it's 34. No spring chicken here. Tyson Fury is 30 years old. He's younger than Deontay Wilder. You know, the, on, on appearance, you may think Deontay Wilder's the younger man. He's not. But we have Deontay Wilder in this video with Joe Rogan talking about all the changes. He, he wants to gain 20, 30 pounds. He wants to be 245 pounds. Like Willow was saying, he came into this fight 209 pounds. How's that? All of a sudden, you want to be 245? That's pretty drastic. Nobody makes them type of alterations in damn near the cresting point of their career. You are who you are. Your training regimen is what it is. What you do is what you should be sold on at this point. I'm talking about sold. No one can tell you different. At age 33 in boxing, what you do should be regimen. And right now we have Deontay Wilder after facing Tyson Fury reconsidering everything he does from training to training methods to the weight he wants to be to the type of sparring, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't understand it. This shit seems really awkward to me. For you to be so far along in having these fucking revelations. Willa, man. Tell me something, bro. Willa, what's good? Man, I think to me, you know, listening to that, it sounds like a guy that getting not I wanna I don't wanna say manipulated, but just like, you know, he's just a country guy, come, you know, you know, like he's just too naive. He seems like he's he's still very naive. You know, nothing about him says he's like thirty three. You know, he seems like he's about twenty seven years old, right? That's how you know, and that's not a knock or anything like that. It's just that's just the t- just the vibe he gives off. Like you, you would look at him and think he's probably like twenty seven. And it just and it seems like he's a little naive because you know you listen to that he talks about his trainer they used to have him legit used to have him right and he misses that trainer and he loved but he had to let him go because he wanted too much money. Now you know that sounds okay that might be right okay cool that sounds right then you know he's saying. You know, Joe Rogan's asking him, you know, like, why are you doing all this? You know, he's doing the same thing. Like, well, are you sure you need to do that? You know, the reason, you know, the reason why he's so devastating is because he can, what, he can drop you in the 12th round, right? A lot of heavyweights can't do that because they're too big. They get too tired. You know, uh, Joe Rogan's asking him these questions, and he's like, you know, I know. You know, I'm, yeah, Joe, you're right. What, I don't know why. I, but I am a team player. 
You know, even though I'm in there fighting him, I might not agree. He kept on saying that, you know. He didn't say he wanted to do all this new stuff. His his crew is telling him that. And, and, and I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. You know, he has that dynamite strength that if he could just get the footwork down, it's so, I mean, it's over for everybody. It don't matter how big you are. If he can get his footwork down, you know, he could, he's, he could probably drop a lot of these guys in the third, fourth, fifth round. That's how hard he's hitting, right? Well, yeah, getting dude, more he, weight. he's 30. He's 33-34. Can, I mean, are we learning new tricks at this point? You damn near you most fighters footwork, is, yeah. are retiring. You're not learning new shit. But, like, but most fighters didn't start when they was 27 years old, right? So but he started at 27. Look, look. But footwork, uh, mother, you can uh, footwork. I don't know who's it, Father Time? Yeah, it's Father Time, right, because it's Mother time. Nature. Yeah. Yeah, Father yeah. Time don't give a fuck when you start it. All he give a fuck is about his time. And the time is he the does. time. But footwork is footwork. You can learn footwork. You can get I don't your know footwork. You, you got to learn. You get. You yeah, are what I you are. Learned, I just learned the Euro step not too long ago. I just learned how to do a the 30? Euro step about two years ago, dog. I was 30. What, that was 30, oh, 35, 30, 34, 35. I'm, I'm, now I'm Euro stepping, boys. That's just some new footwork that I learned, dog. And if you don't really that hard to do. Your old butt ain't out nowhere. Euro stepping. <laughs> I'm Euro stepping, <laughs> dog. I know how to do it. Hey, Where I know how to do it, dog. Easy. The local goddamn LA like, Fitness or what y'all got out there? Yeah, I don't know the twenty-four hour doing. fitness. Yeah, we got the LA and the twenty-four. Nigga out the there, Euro stepping on uh, Euro stepping on a forty-six-year-old Jewish dude. Uh, I'm the old dude, dog. I'm in that thirty. I'm in that thirty-seven now. I'm one of the old guys, dog. You go fuck uh, around and blow out that, blow that right yeah, knee that's out. Go too to hard. It's slow. Shit. It's slow. No. It's a slow Euro, dog. But I know how to do it. All right, man. No doubt, man. We gonna we gonna we gonna leave that, and I'm gonna take a hard transgression since we talking about Euro stepping, and also since you're calling from Houston, Texas, right? And let, let, yeah. and let me check in because just in case, now you, your partner in crime and my homie, RC, Showtime RC, y'all can follow him on Twitter and Instagram and all that shit, Showtime RC, he always liked me to check in on the weather out there in Houston. So Willa, ain't no catastrophes out there. I know that weather out there in, in Texas, deep in them plains and shit, it get tricky. Y'all niggas might have a volcano, a earthquake, snow. Uh, a flood, extreme heat. How is it out there? Oh yeah, yeah. We used don't have any of that. We might have a flood. Y'all have the rest of that shit. But uh, <laughs> as far as the weather today, it's cold. It's cold in the motherfucker out here. Well, it ain't cold in the motherfucker. It's yeah. probably like fifty some degrees. But you know, it was yeah, about yeah. seventy three yesterday. So you know. didn't you say? Uh, if I recall, did I, did you say your shit was like twenty eight one day? Or in my tri- no, that was somebody else. Yeah, no, nah, we ain't got it. Ain't got that cold yet out here. No doubt. All right, man. Look, Euro Steps, Willa's in H Town. I'm in Los Angeles. 
we're transitioning over to the NBA pretty hard. But who gives a shit? It's Friday night. We've had uh, adult beverages, I'm sure. And we've partook in Indian-type rituals to some degree. Let's just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Houston Rockets and the Lakers played last night, man. Now, it was a 15-point game. Now, everybody made the shit like it was this big old blowout. It was a 15-point game. Uh, now, we got Deserto Ramirez and Jesse Hart fight about to start, about to start right now, so it's thought to be good. But I'll make it quick, Willis, so we can get to it, man. Look, James Harden had a 50-point triple-double last night. LeBron went 12 for 50-point triple-dub. LeBron, uh, 12 for 18 with 29 points, five rebounds, four assists. Um, James went off in the fourth. LeBron did nothing. All that said. What a blowout. All that said, not worried about the Houston Rockets at all. I feel I feel Chris Paul is a, a injury waiting to happen. We all know that. And James Hartland James Harden is a gutless scoring machine. A LA guy. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Hey, look now. I I I have to swallow something there. But it's all it's all show and no substance. You know, it's like a guy who wears it's like a guy who had all the new Jordans but he never washes draws. You know, that's all James Harden is. And I can let me make up this. Check this out now. When the guy had said, I forgot, let me read your text. Cause it was, do you remember what you texted me yesterday? Because it was something, I forgot the way you said it. It was something, uh, it was something of the spec that I finally decided that I hate James Harden, right? It was something of that nature. And that's just the words of a, yeah, that's the words of a James Harden hater. When you've got to decide, when really deep down you know that he's a baller. And you're watching greatness, but you gotta like go against that. Like you know, now I'm just now you just crossed the line, James Harden. (laughs) I was I was agreeing with you when you said he's a baller, but then right after that you said you're watching greatness, and I feel he's Alex English. He ain't shit but Alex English. Fifty. It's been fourteen triple uh, fifty point triple doubles, man. He's got four of them. We're watching a master, yeah. man. Now, you know, this is a team game, man. When you got niggas that, that stacked up super teams, it's hard to win. Now, we, you know, we, got, so, you know. we got footage all over the internet of all these bullshit-ass calls to where my niggas have to put their hands behind their back. And the refs out here trying to – the refs want to be the motherfucking star of the problem. My nigga Bron Bron hey. and them got to put their hands behind their back. For these niggas to stop getting three point fouls, this Four shit is point. ridiculous. Hey, hey, hey. It's like he had his head behind his, uh, like LeBron had his hands behind his back when uh, Harden hit him with that ooh 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 three point power ooh in the face. Remember that it went around. Man, like, oh, bye, bye, bye. Was the weakest. Them calls were terrible. Put that at a six. It was it was no calls call. He just hit trophy. it in his face. Give it to me. Six points. It, it was a close game until the fourth quarter. And guess what happened? LeBron folded. A whole bunch of free throws. That's what free throws. Yeah. 
Yep. Hey, I think yeah. I think the thing was thirty to twenty eight. Um, Houston yeah. shot thirty free throws. Uh, the Lakers shot 28 free throws. It was actually 32-27, but that's right there. You know, and it okay. wasn't that big of a... Yeah, it wasn't that big a difference. So I can't complain, but I think hard number was, what, like 18 it. for fucking 19? Yeah, that's, that's, yep, that was good. Uh, um, yeah, hard ball. That's ridiculous, man. You know, but even that said... They nothing to worry about. Especially, they bet not let us get a Reza because we are definitely beat them in the playoffs. We definitely going to beat Houston. And you know that, and I know that. But we're, going, we're trying to get a Reza also. Tell the Reza to go and come back home. So we'll see oh, how that y'all. goes. Y'all in we the get race a too? Why y'all? Oh, no. Oh, no. Y'all, the we get a Reza. Yeah, ooh, that scared you. He shouldn't. <laughs> if I Ariza, I would. But Ariza's been here two times already. Really? Right. So Ariza, yeah, I, I want. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. Well, I say that I'm. I'm like ninety five percent sure that Ariza came here, left, and then came back again, and then that's when they had the good run with uh with Harden. So you know he's been wow. here before. I think he's been here twice. Wow. I can't believe y'all let him go, man. I, I felt he was the glue in Houston to some he probably degree. Was. He was deaf. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't believe. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know how they're replacing that, but um, they definitely haven't been the team. I think their their lightning in the bottle per se was last year, man. And I was going for him. I was really rooting for him. I think Chris Paul had the the best season of his career last year. He shot the three point ball the best I've ever seen him shoot it. Last year, he seemed to have a a different spry in his legs last year that isn't there this year. And, you know, father time again, you know. Uh, I think, again, catching up just a bit to where Chris Paul isn't going to be able to be, you know, the Chris Paul that he needs to be for them to advance, you know, at least to the Western Finals, or definitely beat Golden State or whoever's there. It's definitely going to be Golden State, but I don't even think they can beat the, the Lakers because I don't believe Chris Paul can play a grueling seven-game series. I believe he'll get hurt. He he'll that. pull a hammy. He'll, he'll fuck up a calf. He'll he'll do something. You know. So, and without Chris, they really don't stand a chance. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I really can't deny that. But if he does, if he does play, we have a chance. You know, we still got Eric Gordon, who can get the, who can get, a, who can score. And you know, if Gerald Green's hitting this shot, we got Capella. Capella's dominating the league. You know, we ain't really just out of it. But yeah, more than likely, we've seen it time and time and time and time again. Because uh, Paul's gonna get hurt. Yes, sir, man. I think so. But uh, I'm excited about myself, you know, in Lakerland over here. We got something to be excited about. We got a young team and we got the old warrior. And um, shit, we just trying to wait to see what Magic going to do. You know, we we got Magic. We got Kobe consulting. You know, we got Jerry West allegedly back in the house. You know, it's just legend after legend after legend 
consulting and giving their, you know, opinions on how we should go moving forward. We got Luke Walton with his father's pedigree coursing through his veins, giving him the proper instinct on what to do and when to do it. You know, and we got, you know, the the maybe the goat on the floor with all his pedigree coursing through his veins. And, um, you know, it's just looking great in Lakerland. We got a lot to be optimistic about. Uh, I know that makes a lot hey, of people. Cool, cool. Yeah, you know. Now, look, we don't ever talk about this a lot, but we ain't never forgot. I don't know how much of a sports fan you are, but your boy, Heavy Handed Jay, born December 31st, 1981. Look, in 1987, I seen Magic hit the hook shot. Not seen it as there, but me and my dad was watching that. Magic hit the hook shot in the garden. I seen that. I was six. I seen it. Nigga, I seen Ralph Sampson tip that shit in on the Lakers and send the Lakers home. And we ain't never really forgave Houston since. I I believe that was 80. What year was that, Willa? 85, 86. Oh, I have no idea, dog. Well, I wasn't that type of guy. So you was born, I was born in, uh, yeah, you're just, uh, I was born on the 11th of 81 December. So I just had my birthday. So, you know, happy upcoming birthday to yourself. So me and you are pretty much the same age. Oh, so you're December 11th. Yeah, 81. Oh, shout out to the Sagittarius's out there. You know, y'all y'all almost made it to the best zodiac sign, Capricorn. You was just seven days off, but you almost made it. Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. You know, you I, was, know I believe in Jesus, though. <laughs> oh, oh no, y'all absolutely. But uh, I love. No, I just don't go that's bullshit. That's why. That's why I be saying the niggas talking about that set that you know those sign stuff. I don't really know too much about that shit. You're not a you're not a zodiac man, huh? No, no. But hey, yeah, oh, I, I never watched any. I didn't like the Lakers until until they got Kobe, and I just fuck with them. They, they got ball. I'm not really just a Laker fan per se. And back in the days, I never really I never really watched sports until probably like to tell you the truth, like to just sit down and really watch sports. Not. Maybe in high school a little bit because I was always doing something, man. You know what I'm saying? I was always doing something. We weren't really just watching sports, you know. I definitely wasn't watching no football in college because we were still, you know, we was playing. I watched basketball in college. That was about it when I could. You know, we had a and, cable and, out there. So. And I, I feel no no better way for me to end on because this is something I'm really an advocate of. Willa said he wasn't watching those sports in college because he was playing sports in college. Willa went to uh, Prairie View A&M, I believe it is. Is that what it's called, my brother? Yeah, Prairie View A&M University. Prairie View A&M University, I believe they wear like purple and gold, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, yes. Shout out. Now, Here's what I want to put emphasis on for my people out there. Prairie View A&M is a HBCU. That's an historical black college university. 
if we want to ever gain leverage out here, and one way of doing it is sending our children to these universities where they cultivate black intelligence, rather than going someplace always wanting to send your kid where they're in an, an, an I'm sorry, an anomaly, and their intelligence is wowed, and people looking at them like, oh wow, you're smart. Are people looking at a, at your child at the college as a as an affirmative action case? Like you don't belong here. You're really not smart to, enough to be here. And they got to go on campus and look at shit with uh, frat houses that may have swastikas on them and all these type of things where they they have to have societies for black students just to know each other exist on campus. You can go to these HBCUs. And, you'll, and, and, and it's our flavor, and it's our thing, and it's all about us. So, Willa, I got a minute and 30 left. Please tell us about it, man. Hey, man. Hey, I, I agree with you 100%. Me coming out, you know, I live, I grew up in the suburbs, so, you know, I went to a school that was, you know, mostly white, a lot of blacks, a lot of Hispanics, but, you know, mostly white school, a lot of Asians. So, you know, I went to that school like that. You know, that was sort of a, you know, you do get a, a sort of a pride, a sort of a sense of, you know, just being black and out there. So, you know, I, I recommend it for people who can do it. And especially if you go to the, you know, I got a scholarship, but if you're going to an in-state school like that, it don't cost it don't cost that much. You'll have a, a, a society of black people that are in your you know, in your field. So, you know, I go to an engineering school. I go, I come out in Houston, Dallas, the surrounding areas. They're, you know, having a PV degree is just as good as having a Texas A&M degree because of the people, you know, the people you know. You know what I'm saying? And if you're black, you're usually going to, and it's a smaller school, you'll have a little more contact with the, you know, with the, uh, with the, with the alumni and stuff like that. So, you know, I recommend it for people that can, but, you know, you go into a big white school, that's just, that can get you in there too. But it, I don't think it's going to be the same, the same, you know, uh, um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be the same, but I don't know either. Now, I used to go to A&M all the time to party and mess with white chicks too. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And there it is, man. I just, I, I've always had a lot of, feelings about you know the hbcus and i feel like you know we're not taking advantage of of them and that's definitely one way of gaining leverage back in our favor as a people where you know the athletics just on the athletic side the athletics bring so much revenue to these schools and if we put that emphasis back into our schools you know sky's the limit man and that that opens so many other doors and that gives us so much more leverage in so many different things. So that said, man, thank you, Willa, for joining us. Willa the King uh, on Twitter, definitely at Willa the King, Outsiders Boxing Podcast.